CBDC is the only bank dedicated exclusively to entrepreneurs. That's why we're proud to support women entrepreneurs with the Thrive Podcast, providing startup women with the support and resources they need to start and grow their business. An award-winning entrepreneur, one of Canada's most powerful women, and Startup Canada's ambassador for women entrepreneurs. This is your host, Janice McDonald, for the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network. You're listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, a show inspiring, connecting, and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. On this show, we connect you with leading innovators, change makers, and organizations helping women to own it in entrepreneurship. The Thrive Podcast is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community and voice for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. This podcast is presented in partnership with Business Development Bank of Canada, the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs. Make your way over to startupcan.ca forward slash podcasts to subscribe to the Thrive community and subscribe to listen to this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Janice McDonald, president of the Beacon Agency and Startup Canada's ambassador for women entrepreneurs. We're thrilled to have on the show today, Heather Galt, Vice President of Marketing and Head of Advanced Programs at Communitech in Waterloo, Ontario. Communitech is home to one of Canada's most well-known tech communities. It's an industry-led innovation center that supports, fosters, and celebrates a community of nearly a thousand tech companies at all stages of growth and development. In 2016, Communitech launched Fierce Founders a six-month accelerator for women-led companies, and the Fierce Founders Boot Camps, a six-day program for women focused on customer validation, business fundamentals, and pitching. Heather is an expert in entrepreneurship and leads on many of Communitech's women-focused programs. We are going to have lots to talk about. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for having me, Janice. I'm really excited to be here. So let's start with the key message you hope our listeners will take away from our conversation today. So I think one of the biggest things that I would like, especially our female founders to um, come away with is actually two things. One is that if you are a female entrepreneur, there's a huge community of other women doing similar things all across Canada, but especially here in Ontario. And there are opportunities like the Fierce Founders program that we'll talk about today to come and network with those women and learn from them and contribute to their journey as well. And, and so, you know, as a, as a female entrepreneur, um, I would encourage all of our listeners to go and find that community. Don't go it alone. Uh, you don't need to go it alone and uh, access those resources that are available to you from the government, from tech hubs like Communitech and really from other entrepreneurs themselves um, to, to really help you on your journey. You can't do it by yourself. 
can't do it by yourself. Such great advice. I do hear a lot from women entrepreneurs across the country that sometimes they don't even know what resources are available to them. And I guess that's, you know, the important work that Communitech does. So do you want to just kind of give us a, an overview of how Communitech supports women entrepreneurs? Absolutely. And and I think I'll take it a little bit broader. I will talk about um, entrepreneurship especially, but um, I also want to take it a little bit broader because I know that um, women in tech companies in general also face challenges. And so as part of building our entrepreneur community, we also look to support uh, women who work in technical roles, but also in technical mm-hmm. companies. So some of the programs that we have, uh, if we talk specifically about entrepreneurship, our Fierce Founders program is our flagship. And we have mm-hmm. two different components to the Fierce Founders program. For earlier stage companies that are finding their way and, and getting going, they have an idea, they may have um, some early stage customers and an early product, um, but they're still finding their feet. And for them, our six-day boot camp that you referenced at the beginning of the podcast um, is a great place to start. So in those six days, they come into a group of about 25 other um, entrepreneurs, all female entrepreneurs. And, um, They'll spend those six days going through some intensive workshops on things like how to validate whether the problem you're solving is relevant to the customers you think it's relevant for. Um, how to approach those early customers and, and uh, you know, how to talk about what you're doing in a way that your customers can relate to. We help you with things like figuring out the basics of business, things like setting up your books, setting up your IP protection, um, all those sort of things you need to know in the early stages to make sure you can be successful in the long term. We also talk in the boot camp about some of the softer skills. So how to lead a team, how to have those hard conversations that you're going to have multiple times as a CEO, as your company starts to grow and how to take care of yourself, because we know that that entrepreneurial journey is exhausting and it's hard work. And so, you know, what, what can you do as an entrepreneur and a leader to make sure that you don't burn out and that you are able to continue that journey in a healthy way for you? So it's a combination of, you know, those really essential skills across the board that an entrepreneur needs to know. The other thing we spend time on during the boot camp is pitch practicing, uh, because at the end of the sixth day, there's a contest, a competition, um, where our eight top entrepreneurs um, pitch and compete for $100,000 in funding. Wow. Yeah. So so we are um, actually kicking off our next boot camp in January, and we'll be opening up applications probably in March for our May-June cohort. So definitely encourage our, uh, our entrepreneur listeners to, to keep an eye out for that application on the Communitech website. The other piece of our Fierce Founders program is our um, accelerator. And so we take in a much smaller number. It's six to seven companies. They're here in the building with us for six months. And during those six months, um, our entrepreneurs in the Fierce Founders Accelerator take their product, which is in market, and what they know about their early customers and the traction that they've already seen. And we help them accelerate that growth so that they get much faster to the point of scalable and repeatable sales with a scalable and repeatable product. Um, And so they get one-on-one weekly accountability, weekly coaching from experts in sales and marketing, in operations, in finance, in strategy. Um, and, uh, and they come out of that program after six months with a really solid footing from a customer point of view and also from, uh, as I said, from a, a market point of view. And so that's something that you run twice a year? That's right. We run the boot camp and the accelerator twice a year. 
and the boot camp is the six days. Yes. And so for either of these, and obviously they um, focus on um, companies at different stages. Can you give us a sense of what's it like to um, apply for these and, 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 you know, who, who should be applying for each? Absolutely. So the application process for the boot camp is actually quite simple. So there's a little form on our website, which you can find at communitech.ca. If you just look up Fierce Founders on the, on Google, you'll find us pretty quickly. Um, okay. And um, the application process is uh, is kicked off with the submission of that that form. Um, we okay. then review internally, we review all of the applicants, and mm-hmm. we select a group to interview. And the interview is usually a 20 or so minute process uh, where we have a conversation about, you know, the stage of life of your company, uh, what you are looking for in coming to the boot camp, and also what you can contribute to the boot camp. Um, Because as I talked about before, one of the most essential pieces of being an entrepreneur is that network of support that you have. And so we look to build a great cohort of people who can offer learning to one another um, through that process. So those are the things that we ask about in the interview. And then based on that interview, we will make, um, decisions about who comes into the, uh, into the boot camp. We'll sometimes go back and do a second interview if there are maybe a couple of follow on questions, but typically that application and the, uh, the interview gives us enough information to make a decision. So, so just to jump in there, nothing to be scared of, no, right? No, nothing <laughs> just, at all. And this is not an arduous process. We know you're busy running your company and, and we don't want to get in the way of that. We're here to help, not be a pain. Um, and so, yes, it, it's nothing to be afraid of. The, the folks that do the interviews are the folks that actually run the program for us day to day. So they know the ins and outs. They know what to ask. And, uh, you know, I've, I've sat in on a lot of those interviews and, and they're actually fun. Um, in fact, in a couple of the interviews I've participated in, I can't help myself. If I hear something I can uh, can offer as help, I'll often jump in. And in fact, I've made, <laughs> I've made intros to a couple of the founders that I've um, I've had conversations with just based on that 20 minute interview, um, regardless of whether they get into the boot camp, Um, it really doesn't matter. If there's something we can do to help, we always will. I love that. Okay. And then, Keep going. Yeah, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I just wanted the, to remind people, like, don't be scared. This could be game changing for your company. So just go on the site and get in it and get going. Right. I, absolutely. And and the Fierce Founders Bootcamp um, can be a road into the accelerator program. So we do actually the, the winners of our pitch competition are guaranteed a spot in the accelerator. And okay. we see that most of the companies that end up in the accelerator have come through the bootcamp. Not all, but most. Um, and okay. so the folks that are coming into the accelerator are a little bit later stage. If you're okay. you know, pretty early in your days as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur and early on your journey, um, still trying to figure things out, you've got your idea, you know where you're looking to place that idea in the market, um, and you've, you've got hopefully some early traction, that's when you want to get into the boot camp. Um, but the time you want to get into the accelerator is when you are actually seeing um, real traction action start to emerge. So you've got, you know, multiple non-affiliate customers, you've sold them essentially the same kind of product each time. Um, then you know that you're ready for the accelerator because the accelerator will, will, will put you through the paces for six months and start to see you scale your sales and scale your product 
penetration in the market. Um, and so, as I said before, that opportunity to work with growth coaches from across the spectrum and experts in sales and marketing, experts in strategy, experts in finance, and so on, um, that, that's really what turns your company from um, its early concept stage into a growing, scaling organization. So we see companies come through the accelerator, and by the end, they're hiring often multiple people, and typically mm-hmm. at least one salesperson. Um, they're ready to go out and get, um, in, in many cases, get their seed round, or you know, starting to think about post seed and into even their their series A within 12 to 18 months after they come out of the program. So it's it's a maturing process uh, for sure, the accelerator. So take us back to the boot camp where people would typically start with you. So what does a typical day look like? So we we don't start early because uh, <laughs> most entrepreneurs don't. Um, but uh, usually by nine o'clock in the morning, we're sitting in a workshop. Um, mm-hmm. The sessions are usually, you know, 90 minutes or so. And they're always a combination of learning through listening and learning through doing. So we'll okay. have an expert come in. For example, I often do a session on storytelling. And and I will come in and, and have, you know, a couple of slides that we talk through on what's your story and why is it important and, uh, you know, what, what are some of the elements you need to build a story successfully. And then I turn it over to the group and they'll spend half an hour or so um, working through their own exercises to build the story together in, in their smaller um, in their groups. Um, and, and by the end of the session, they'll come away with some specific learnings, but also some specific outcomes that they can take forward. So, you know, it may be they've got a, uh, a sketch of a financial plan, or they've got, you know, an early version of their story that they would then take to a customer, or they have a sketch of what their sales process might look like. Um, but it's, it's meant to be a very practical and applied series of sessions. Um, and the experts we bring in, are from a mix of different backgrounds. Most of them are local in the Waterloo community. Most of them are entrepreneurs themselves um, who have successfully built and sold companies um, or have you know, successfully built and, and are continuing to operate companies. Um, and, uh, and so they come in here to offer their knowledge and their learning. So because uh, we love to offer practical advice to our listeners for storytelling, what's what are, uh, you know, can you give us a quick little insight since this is an area of expertise? What would you like listeners to know about how to tell their story better? What I always tell our entrepreneurs is that the story is not about you, which is a really hard thing to wrap your mind around. Mm-hmm. But a great storyteller will make the story about the listener. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're talking to a customer, then the story Mm -hmm. you're telling is about the customer and you're telling them a story about the problem that that customer has and then bringing that to how you can help that customer to solve their problem. And so when you frame your story around the listener instead of around yourself, what you find is that customers will engage with you. They will be more likely to share more openly with you and they're also more likely to remember it. The other piece that I always um, recommend to our entrepreneurs is that when you tell that story, you use emotive language. So we we do an exercise in our storytelling session where we actually have a couple of our uh, founders tell the story of how they started their company. And once two or three of them have done it, um, I ask the group to go around and, and every person in the room who's been listening tells us something they remembered about the story. 
And what emerges is that it's very strong words. So powerful words, emotive words, it's things they relate to personally. So a pain they may have had or an experience that maybe is shared with the entrepreneur. Um, Those are the things people remember. And so finding those ways to engage people's feelings in the story will always make that story more compelling. It's never about the product. And that's one thing I would ask all our entrepreneurs to take away. Your story is never about your product. It's always about your customer. That's so powerful and and very practical. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing it. So what about uh, life in an accelerator? What does that look like for people who would aspire to be part of Fierce Founders Accelerator? What What's six months going to be like for them? So we actually have a dedicated space inside the Communitech Hub specifically for our Fierce Founders. Uh, so all of the entrepreneurs and their teams um, sit together in that space for the six months. So they get to know each other really, really well. In fact, um, in our current accelerator cohort, we have a group of three um, leaders who are living together. So they're here all day and then oh, they go, wow. <laughs> I know. And then they go home <laughs> at night. So they're, you know, you, you talk about building a support network. Um, they are incredibly connected to one another and supporting each other in just the most amazing ways that practical, you know, things like, Hey, who do, who does your banking for you? Because I need some help getting a line of credit. And all of a sudden they've all got the same line of credit to, you know, the much more ethereal, I'm having a bad day, you know, okay, let's grab a bottle of wine and figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. And so, so that, that intense kind of time together, a little bit like um, maybe like living in a university residence only um, without the 3 a.m. Saturday morning kind of incidents, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they really do get to know each other well um, because they're in the hub. Um, they are also part of a broader community and there's an energy in this building that's palpable. Uh, and so when you go in and ask anybody who comes here to visit or anybody who's working in the building and, and resident here on an ongoing basis, everybody comments on the energy in here and, and, and you absorb it when you live here. So it, it's, it tends to be very motivating and energizing just to be in the building on a week by week basis. Um, you'd have at least one meeting with a growth coach, um, uh, for 90 minutes. And during that meeting, you'll go through what went well this week. What didn't go so well this week? What are some of the things you're thinking about? Or maybe what's keeping you up at night? Uh, where are you at with your sales versus where you wanted to be at this point? And, uh, and what, what else can we do to help? And then as need be, we'll bring in other coaches, other experts. Some of them are Communitech staff members, um, as well as our growth coaches that are tied to our programs. So you'll get at minimum 90 minutes of direct one-on-one coaching. And often it's more than that. There's also a couple of opportunities through the week to more formally connect with your peers. So we have a stand-up each week, um, just a half an hour where you um, can share what's going on and problems you have that might be able to help with. And uh, that stand-up connects you again to your growth coach and to the program managers, but also to Mm -hmm. one another. And then we also have, uh, you know, more informal peer-to-peer breakfast, lunches, dinners, and uh, um, often cohorts will come together to hear from experts in different fields as well. So we'll bring in guest speakers. The last thing that is a regular occurrence here is we have some of our government partners. So Fierce Founders is... um, 
supported by our federal, our provincial um, government partners. And uh, mm-hmm. without their support, we would not be able to run the programs that we do. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate the government's representatives coming to see what's happening here. So we regularly have um, federal and provincial ministers and assistant ministers and um, other folks in the staff in different government departments who will come and visit. Sometimes they just want to see what's happening or come and sit in on something that's going on. Sometimes they actually want to hear from us about what we see and what trends we see that might help A, our entrepreneurs to be more successful and B, help direct our governments and how they can better use their resources to support the ecosystem of entrepreneurs. And so we do call on our founders to come and participate in those sessions and share their thoughts. So it gives our leaders here an awesome opportunity to connect with supporters that they might not otherwise ever get a chance to talk. That's cool. Tell us then, uh, what are some of the trends that you're seeing with your fierce, fierce founders in the Accelerator program? One of the ones I'm most excited about is the increase in numbers. Uh, you know, I talked before about the need for support and not feeling alone is is one of the biggest and most important things that that we all need to work on, right? And and so mm-hmm. when we started running our women in tech programming in 2012, um, before the the genesis of Fierce Founders, um, we had mm-hmm. about 9% of our new member companies uh, coming to the door with a female founder. And we're mm-hmm. now at 34% and still growing. So that's, that's one encouraging. Of, in, it's so awesome. It's so exciting. And I get every time I look at that number, it makes me happier. Um, and and mm-hmm. do I want it to get bigger? Absolutely. And I will see it get bigger. Um, I know we will. We will absolutely see it get bigger. But that trend of more women in technical roles, in leadership roles, in entrepreneurship roles, that to me is is hugely exciting. Two things are happening, though, I think there. One, you're tracking your numbers. Yes. So, you know, know that, that that's the first thing, <laughs> which is powerful, yeah. right? And then secondly, you clearly must be doing something right in terms of the uh, culture in Communitech that enables uh, more women to want to come. Because one of the things that we know we've heard before is, um, you know, it's uneven in terms of the uh, feeling of inclusivity. Some of the um, accelerators or incubators don't have that feeling where women say, yeah, I belong here. And, and I think having a female-centric cohort um, in a supportive context helps to address that for sure. Um, something that I'm pretty passionate about is making sure that our female founders are not just connected to one another. They're connected to a whole supportive right. ecosystem that includes people of all mm-hmm. backgrounds. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, which all, is better for the ecosystem, right? Like exactly. everybody needs that, right? Exactly. It's not just that the women need that. The guys need it too. Exactly. And you know what? Men mm-hmm. will benefit from the knowledge and experience and perspective that women bring to the table and vice versa. And mm-hmm. I think the same thing is true with age and, you know, other kinds of backgrounds. It, it, we need our entrepreneurs to represent our communities and the best way to do that is to make sure that we surface all of the people who have an interest in entrepreneurship and support them all. So what are the skill sets and personality traits that you believe, Heather, are key to the Success and Accelerator program at Communitech? So the number one word I would give you is hustle. And every entrepreneur that we've seen really succeed in the program Mm -hmm. just has this inner drive that's unstoppable and they will come across an obstacle doesn't matter what it is and they will put their head down and they will figure out how to get through it and they just 
keep going. They're, they're unstoppable. That hustle is essential. So that's the number one skill that we look for. Mm-hmm. And, and the number two that we look for and, and almost as important is coachability. Mm-hmm. So somebody who's open to ideas, someone who's willing to be vulnerable, who's honest about what's going on, good and bad, and looks to engage their community for help to figure out the challenges as they come up. Those are the two most essential skills for an accelerator. The, the third one that I would put on the table is, is really commitment, right, which goes along mm-hmm. with hustle. So if you are, you know, engaged, you're coachable, and you're committed to being part of this and, and working through the challenges along the way, you'll be a success. That makes sense to me. And this whole notion of having a growth coach that, that forces, but also supports weekly accountability, like that's pretty darn exciting. You know, when you think (laughs) about success, it's like somebody who's asking you every week, all right, we said this last week, where are we this week? And, but not in a like task kind of driven, but more that true support and accountability. That's very powerful. And when we ask our our founders for feedback across all of our advanced programs, that's one of the biggest pieces of value they see is that that neutral third party who's there to help Mm -hmm. and has lots of experience they can bring to the table and a network of other people with different experiences that they can also bring to the table. It it just adds an enormous amount of value. And and I can tell you that having been a growth coach, and I still am a growth coach on a pretty regular basis, Mm -hmm. it's so rewarding to be on the other side of the table. Yeah. So, so the coaches that come and work with us, they love what they do because it's fun. And, and yes, it's hard work. And yes, it's frustrating as a coach, like it is as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but oh my goodness, when you have a good partnership and a good mentorship relationship, it's just awesome. And, and you can see it in the room when you sit in on a, on a great coaching meeting that both the coach and the company are benefiting from it and they know they are. And, and so, you know, seeing those mentorship relationships emerge is one of my favorite parts of the, both the boot camp and the accelerator. So access to capital, we know is a challenge for women entrepreneurs. You talked about, um, with fierce founders, with the boot camp that there's money at the end. What about the accelerator? Is there cash available through that? Or this is really, you know, go and create sales and generate your own money. So, so, so we do have some government funding that's available to help support our um, entrepreneurs in the accelerator program. Okay. Um, there are some requirements around that, and it's probably a little more complex than we'd want to try and explain in a podcast, but there is some funding available to companies going through the accelerator. Okay. The other thing that we do, and you know, I talked about the pitch competition in the boot camp and um, you know, how that practice piece is an essential component. Mm-hmm. We work with all the founders that are going through the accelerator to make sure that they are connected to investors. So for example, we often book uh, you know, a, a half hour or 45 minute encounter with a female VC mm-hmm. um, so that they have an opportunity to ask questions like, is my company VC fundable? And what are some of the milestones I would need to hit before you would talk to me about funding my company? And, you know, what do you look for in a great entrepreneur that I can make sure that I either, you know, have in my team or build in myself um, so that I can be successful when I'm ready to go and pitch for for funding? Um, So we make sure that they're ready to go and get funding and do what we can to build a network around them of people who can help them get there. That's great. And we know that mentorship is so critical for business success, you know, people helping you find that way. (laughs) So you don't make the same mistakes. You can go out and make new ones. 
<laughs> exactly. And, and also, so you know where to start yeah. and maybe that person that we've connected you to isn't the right person, mm-hmm. but maybe they know the person who is. Mm-hmm. So what's your advice as a sort of a, a wrap up to this? Which, what, what do you want women founders to know if they want to own it in business? What do they need to do? I think some of it goes back to what I talked about as success criteria or personality traits for the accelerator. So, you know, that hustle Mm -hmm. and that ability to just buckle down and figure it out is, is really important. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, it's a hard road. And, and, you know, I, I wouldn't want to lie to you and say it's all glamour because I've done this a number of times Mm -hmm. in startups and it's a lot of hard work. It's so fun and it's so rewarding, but it's also a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. And so that hustle and that commitment are essential. Every entrepreneur is going to have questions and, you know, we all question ourselves on an ongoing basis, but you really do need to be honest. And if you feel in your heart of hearts that you're not quite ready um, and that maybe when those problems arise, it's just going to be too much, um, think hard about that journey because it is, it is tough. Um, And the other thing that I would say is, you know, I mentioned coachability and I talked at the beginning of the podcast about building your network and, you know, you are going to come across those hard times and you are going to need help to get through them. So having a community of people around you who are supportive, you know, other entrepreneurs, friends, people you've worked with in the past, mentors, all of the above are super helpful and go and ask, you know, you're, you're never alone. You're never or almost never going to be the first person who's come across this problem. Um, so go and ask for help and keep that network of support around you so that you can re-energize yourself through other people's ideas when you need to. Amazing advice from Heather from Communitech. She's clearly an expert in entrepreneurship and leads on many of Communitech's women-focused programs. Thank you again to Heather Galt, VP Marketing and Head of Advanced Programs at Communitech. You've given us insights and information. And for uh, our listeners, remind us again, where would you like them to look to be able to access the different programs that you reviewed today? So please go to the Communitech website anytime. It's communitech.ca. You can also Google Fierce Founders and you will find us. And we look forward to seeing you here at the Hub in Waterloo. And thanks for having me, Janice. I really appreciate the the chance to talk about this. It's some of my favorite things to talk about. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us this week on The Thrive Podcast, a show inspiring, connecting, and educating women entrepreneurs across Canada. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to find resources designed to support thriving women-owned businesses across Canada. And visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Rivers Corbett. And to learn about the latest startup community news and events, like our popular startup chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, I'm Janice McDonald, leaving you now with a sneak peek of our next episode. This is Laura Hassan-Begovic, Chief Growth Officer from Canada Learning Code, and you're listening to The Thrive Podcast with Janice McDonald. So for somebody, I'm thinking about specifically our women entrepreneurs who are listening, who currently are lacking the coding skills. Can you give us a sense? I know they can leave in six hours with, you know, additional information and and some competency, but, you know, in an ideal world, recognizing that people learn differently, et cetera, but just kind of broadly speaking, 
coming in with uh, Canada Learning Code as an absolute beginner, how, you know, when can you be sort of functionally um, along the journey in a way? Like, can you give us a sense in terms of a timeline? Like how many, how many different things would you need to take? What would you, if, if you could take somebody in, in, in that ideal setting and say, I'm going to take you from absolute beginner to proficient, what would you imagine is sort of the general timeline, recognizing people learn differently and et cetera? I mean, learning is, is lifelong. So certainly you can, there's, there's, you know, never going to be, um, you're kind of never going to reach the end of that journey. You can kind of take it as far as you want. Um, you know, attending a few workshops or even one definitely can, it, things click pretty quickly. Um, once you really learn how the internet works and, and, you know, how coding works in general, that's really the first step. And there's a level of proficiency that comes along with that. Uh, and then once you really decide what you want coding to help you do, um, you know, you'll, you'll, you can take, uh, you know, take the necessary steps. It might be a few workshops to get you to the, to the point where you can really apply those skills, uh, the way that you want to, uh, or you can continue to go from there. There's some, uh, there's, you know, boot camps out there now that, uh, you know, take you from, from maybe you've attended one or two ladies learning code workshops. So you have that, those fundamental skills, but you've really decided you want to be you know, a, a junior front-end developer and, um, you know, really build your own work, work, uh, website from scratch. So you can kind of go on into a boot camp. We have participants that decide that, you know, they love coding so much that they want to pursue formal education in coding. Uh, so, you know, you can go as far as you want with it, but certainly attending a few workshops, practicing a little bit on your own, attending some code and coffees, uh, maybe joining the Ladies Learning Code uh, Facebook group where you can can, um, you know, have a forum to bounce ideas off people and ask questions, you know, that's, you know, fundamentally enough to, to, to get you started and to, um, and, and really empowers people to make things happen.